0: Hare Krishna. Um, just a moment, please.
1: So, Hare Krishna. Om Ajyanati Mananda Syagananda Narsalakaya Sakshurun Mitam Tasmai Sigurve Namaham Sri Chaitanya Manavastam Stapitam Yena Bhutalei Svayam Rupakadamayam Tadati Vandiham Sri Guru Uta Padakamanam Sri Guru Vaisnavam Sīrūpaṁ sāgrajātam Sāhāgana-ravānatam-vitam-tam-sajīvam Sādvaitam-sāvadutam Parijanasaitam krishnācetan yadevam Sīrāda-krishnāpadam sivisakam vitam He Krishna Karuna Sanna Dina Bandhachakatpate Gopesagopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastute Tapta Kantana Gaurangi Radhe Vindavanesware Visabhanus Utadeve Pranamami Haripriye Vanchakalpa Tarubhyachakripa Sindhu Paditanum pavanibyo, Vaisnavibyo namo namaha, Sri Krishna teitan, Pravaunichanana, Sieda ita gradha, Sivasadi gora bhaktavan, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. So I'm reading
0: from the uh, Nectar of Devotion, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Oh. And the qualities of Krishna, uh, chapter 21. Three, pleasing. Beautiful bodily features which automatically attract the eyes are called ruchira, pleasing. Krishna possesses these attractive features of... this attractive feature of Ruchira in his personal features. In the third canto, second chapter, verse 13 of Srimad Bhagavatam, there's a statement about this. The Supreme Personality of Godhead in his pleasing dress appeared at the scene of the sacrificial arena when King Yudhisthira was performing the Rajasuri sacrifice. All important personalities from different parts of the universe have been invited to the sacrificial arena and all of them, upon beholding Krishna there, consider that the creator had ended all of his craftsmanship in the creation of this particular body of krishna it is said that the transcendental body of krishna resembles the lotus flower in eight parts namely his face his two eyes his hands his navel and his two feet the gopis and inhabitants of vrindavan used to see the luster of the lotus of lotus flowers everywhere and they could hardly withdraw their eyes from such a vision so Krishna is is all attractive. Oh. Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead, and we are totally focused on Krishna. Oh. Today is uh, in India is me and but if we look at the uh, computer calculations, then in. Uh, in various places, it may be different. Um, Krishna, he appeared under the star Rohini. And it said, today it is still Kritika, which is before. And then after that, Rohini begins. Uh, tomorrow, at uh, in the evening, uh, here, I just looked for uh, my location, but it starts around 11 o'clock. Starts the influence of Rohini. So then, by midnight, Rohini will be there. So here in Europe, uh, Jamasthmi will be tomorrow. But yes, it is. It is a little bit Jamasthmi today also. So oh, one second. So we will uh, speak also a bit today. Uh, so uh, Krishna something is wrong so Krishna is um, is appearing uh, and then at that time everything becomes auspicious before the Rohini nakshatra, is the Kritika nakshatra. the Kritika nakshatra is causing agitation um. so therefore under Kansa's rule everyone was agitated, and the brahmanas were afraid to make any sacrificial offerings into the fire. Uh, Even the flames were not burning properly. Uh, Everything was disturbed in, in, in Kamsa's presence. But when Krishna appeared, everything balanced out and everything became just auspicious and very peaceful. And suddenly, suddenly the brahmanas were offering oblations in the fire, and they were not fearful. They suddenly felt peaceful in their heart, and the entire atmosphere became auspicious. Like this, Lord Krishna appeared and made the entire universe auspicious. Hmm. That is the, uh, yeah, That is the mercy of Krishna. So when we are looking upon Krishna, he is ruchira. He naturally attracts. Just by seeing Krishna, one becomes so much attracted to Krishna that one forgets everything else. And only that attraction for Krishna remains. So it is very natural to become focused on Krishna. Um, it is not difficult. The difficulty is is that in the beginning we need to we need to actually hear about Krishna and, and, and see Krishna's form. And then we realize that after some time we become very much attracted to Krishna. And we cannot imagine a life without him. Uh, and that grows deeper and deeper. Yes, until the attraction of the material world becomes completely minimized, and we have no more interest in material enjoyment and material energy, because it takes a little time. Because Anadi Bhayamukh, so many lifetimes we have involved, been involved by trying to exploit the material energy, so for our personal enjoyment. So in this way, it is naturally. Um, taking some time to rise above but that is the very nature Uh, the very nature of things is that we will rise above the material energy Mm. with that uh, our good fortune increases and increases as soon as we come in touch with krishna uh, and all the entanglement that we that there is with the material energy and a whole network of sinful activities or or just so many desires wanting this wanting that all these things that are capturing us uh, we will become free free liberated uh? one who takes up devotional service to krishna automatically becomes liberated The effulgence pervading the universe is considered to be the rays of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Abode of Krishna is always throwing off the effulgence known as Brahma Jyoti. And that effulgence is emanating from the body, from his body. The luster of the host of jewels fixed on the chest of the Lord can defeat even the luster of the sun.
1: Uh, I still...
0: When compared with the bodily luster of the Lord, that crest of jewels appears to be only as bright as one of the stars in the sky. Hmm. Krishna Suyasam is as brilliant as the sun. Um, uh, Just as the sun is is central um, in the universe and is central in our life. In the same way, wherever there's Krishna's presence, Krishna comes to the foreground and we can only remember Krishna, only see Krishna, only know about Krishna. And we're fully satisfied with that because there's nothing that can compare to Krishna. How, after seeing Krishna, can we look at anything else? Well, therefore, Vishnu chakravarti Thakur says that one who has seen Krishna, Krishna steals his, his sense of sight One who hears Krishna, Krishna steals the sense of hearing Um, and and he he steals the sense of smell. Krishna steals all the functions of the senses. Uh, The the residents of Dwarka, they were without Krishna, they were like blind. They couldn't see anything and Krishna had left. Um, There was nothing of interest in the world, Nothing, nothing could absorb their minds. Without Krishna. Uh, yes. This is the true uh, the true nature of Krishna. Mm. Krishna, of course, is ex- ex- extraordinarily strong. Uh, a person with extraordinary bodily strength is called Balian. When Krishna killed Aristasura, some of the gopis said, My dear friends, just see how Krishna is killed Aristasura, although he is stronger than a mountain. Krishna plucked him up just like a piece of cotton and threw him away without any difficulty. There is another passage wherein it is said, O dear devotees of Lord Krishna, may the left hand of Lord Krishna, which has lifted Govardhan Hill like a ball, save you from all dangers. Mm. There is no limit to Krishna's strength. Um, And in his pastimes, though, Krishna is displaying his strength, but not his full strength. Uh, he, when, when fighting with the, with the various demons, uh, there are many moments when it appears that maybe Krishna will lose and the demigods who are witnessing the whole fight are in, in fear. Uh, so Krishna is holding back. Obviously, Krishna could just, uh, you know, like in the Nisringa prayers, uh, Hirani Kasipu is compared to a wasp, or in other words, an insignificant insect in compar- which has a nasty sting, but otherwise insignificant in comparison to to Krishna. That is a fact. So for Krishna to defeat any demon is no effort at all. But he but in order to uh, reconfirm his human nature so that he is close to us uh, there is a struggle and uh, and it appears that uh, he may be losing right? and, and then he wins after all you know? although Krishna is unlimitedly powerful and could do anything you know to uh, to defeat that demon he wouldn't need to fight if he, would just dissolve the demon, that would be, would also be possible. Uh, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is the Paraneshwar. He is the Supreme Controller. He can do anything and everything. That is not at all the issue. Mm. But Krishna desires to fight, and Krishna desires to show his prowess and to show a struggle because Krishna desires to be close to his devotees and yet greater than his devotees, but in this way, relatable. Krishna is relatable. Yes. So they are very happy to spend some time with Krishna. Krishna is beautiful at his different ages, namely his childhood, his boyhood and his youth. Out of these three, his youth is the reservoir of all pleasures and, is the time when the highest varieties of devotional service are acceptable. At that age, Krishna is full with all transcendental qualities and is engaged in his transcendental pastimes. Uh, Therefore, devotees have accepted the beginning of his youth as the most attractive feature in ecstatic love. At this age, Krishna is described as follows. The force of Krishna's youth was combined with his beautiful smile which defeated even the beauty of the full moon. He was always nicely dressed in beauty, surpassing even cupid, and he was always attracting the minds of the gopis, who were thereby always feeling pleasure. Ruba Goswami says that a person who knows the languages of different countries, especially the Sanskrit language, which is spoken in the cities of the demigods, as well as other worldly languages, including those of the animals, is called a wonderful linguist. It appears from this statement that Krishna can also speak and understand the languages of the animals. Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead of all living beings. Krishna is suridam sarvadehinam. He is the uh, well-wishing friend, you know, very close, bosom friend of all living beings. So Krishna is caring for all living beings. (sighs) such, Yes, why would he not speak the language of of the animals or of all human beings on the planet, naturally. Um, but still, the fact that he does so uh, makes him uh, very personal. It, it just, Krishna is reaching out to all in a personal way. So that is very attractive and and very, very, uh, you know, very nice. So today I just wanted to speak about Krishna and uh, qualities because uh, tomorrow we'll speak about Krishna's appearance and so on, but today Uh, because the jamastami atmosphere is already touching us because we are already beginning to meditate therefore I felt that I should speak about the qualities of Krishna uh, so that we at least discuss about Krishna so let's have a look what else is there A person whose word of honor is never broken is called truthful. Krishna once promised Kunti, the mother of the Pandavas, that he would bring five sons back from the battlefield of Kuruksetra. After the battle was finished, and all the Pandavas had come home, Kunti Kunti praised Krishna because his promise was so nicely fulfilled. She said, even the sunshine may one day become cool and the moonshine one day may become hot, but still your promise will not fail. Mm. Yes, so... Krishna is also known as as one who can break a promise. When, uh, When Krishna had promised not to fight in the battle of Guruksetra, he, uh, he broke that promise <laughs> to save the life of his devotee. Um, so such external promises, Krishna may break. But nāme uh, Pranasyati, my devotee will never perish. That promise Krishna will never break because that promise is made out of love. Um, and, and out of love, Krishna can break other promises also to protect. Arjuna, yes, throw out these other these mundane promises. Uh, uh, if I said I wouldn't fight, I will fight. If it if it is about saving the life of Arjuna, yes. Um, but otherwise, Bhakti uh, Shanti—that Krishna promises that his devotee will never perish. That is. Our, our solace and shelter, uh, and we just somehow or other rely on Krishna. We don't know uh, at this time uh, how things will unfold, but we will rely on Krishna. Yes, um, that is very nice to rely on Krishna uh. and so we know that Krishna has our best interest his heart and therefore we can remain peaceful um, whatever the circumstances may bring about because we are with Krishna uh. but in order to strongly experience that we need to really take shelter shelter of the holy name because it's the holy name that will protect us. Uh, so we will celebrate two days of Jamastami beginning now, uh, and tomorrow will continue, and maybe even, and then the next day we'll observe Siddha Prabhupadas appear this day, will appear today after Jamastami. So, but we must uh, quite Uh, favorable, quite serious about uh, taking advantage of jamastami. um, Because jamastami is is a great opportunity. um, An opportunity to just focus on Krishna. And that is what we want tomorrow, right? So Prabhupada would just... uh, ask the devotees to read Krishna book. And they would just read Krishna book the whole day. So that is still going on in some temples where there's a room. And in that room, the devote, during Jamasamid, the devotees read Krishna book the whole day. And anybody can go in there.
1: Mm.
0: Here's some Krishna book. Of course, you know, maybe tomorrow that should be online because uh, uh, of these virus reasons and then we can also reach many many more more people yeah okay we'll
1: read a little more
0: When Krishna, along with Bhima and Arjuna, went to challenge Jarasandha, he plainly told Jarasandha that he was the eternal Krishna, present along with the two Pandavas. The story is that both Krishna and the Pandavas, in this case Bhima and Arjuna were Ksatriya were kings. Jarasandha was also Kshatriya and was very charitable toward the Brahmanas. Thus Krishna had planned to fight with Jarasandha, went to him with Bhima and Arjuna in the dress of Brahmanas. Jarasandha, being very charitable towards the brahmanas, asked him what they wanted and they explained. Uh, oh gosh, where was I? Jarasandha was also a Ksatri and was very charitable towards the brahmanas. Thus Krishna would plan to fight with Jarasandha, went to him with Bhima and Arjuna, just a brahmanas. Jarasandha, being very charitable towards the brahmanas, asked them. What they wanted, and they expressed their desire to fight with him. Then Krishna, dressed as a brahmana, declared himself to be the same Krishna, who was the king's eternal enemy. Mm. Yeah, because so Jarasandha had come again and again with so many armies, and it had become a real disturbance. Seventeen times he attacked Mathura, and each time, you know, with a huge army. So the people in the city began to become uncomfortable. So Krishna made a plan to this time deal with him in a different way and to just uh,
1: <laughs>
0: let Jarasandha be killed in a uh, in a personal battle. And uh, so they went there, Bhima and Krishna. And uh, in the end, Jarasandha fought with Bhima. And they were both very strong, and uh, it wasn't happening. Uh, they were very, very strong, and it was just wasn't clear who was going to be the who was going to have victory. So they fought and fought and fought. But at one point, Krishna indicated uh, that Duryodhana was like a. Uh, uh, Somehow or other, he had been born in two halves, and uh, there's a whole story about that. But sorry, yeah. Um, so we are trying to somehow or other uh, focus our minds on Krishna and on tadia, uh things related to Krishna, and that means devotional service, But because by engaging in devotional service, we can start relating everything to Krishna. And that is our... Uh, yeah, our means, uh, simply devotional service. And whatever that service is, whether it's chanting Hare Krishna, or whether it is worshipping the deity, whether it is uh, cleaning the temple, whether it is cooking, whether it is distributing prasadam, it is devotional service that is the essence. Uh. Sometimes in the material world, we have a particular idea. I want to do this, and I really want to do this activity. But it is secondary. uh? It is secondary. The essence is is devotional service, as long as we can do devotional service. Because this devotional service, uh, that attracts Krishna. And... uh, when Krishna is attracted by our activities, yes, then everything changes, everything starts to take on a, a, a blissful dimension. Uh, so, to discuss, yeah, to discuss about Krishna hearing about Krishna will satisfy us and even if it is not fully satisfying us now uh, even if we get uh, sometimes a little restless uh, don't worry just by doing devotional service we become purified and we will find full satisfaction in Krishna and do not desire anything else that is very very wonderful And that is our uh, objective. So we're always hearing about Krishna, always chanting, and always doing some devotional service. Um, All right, let us um, read a little bit more. A person who can speak meaningful words and with all politeness and good qualities is called vavadukka or fluent. There is a nice statement in Srimad Bhagavatam regarding Krishna speaking politely. When Krishna politely bade his father Nanda Maharaj to stop the ritualistic offering of sacrifice to the rain god Indra, a wife of one village cowherd man became captivated. She later thus described the speaking of Krishna to her friends. Krishna was speaking to his father so politely and gently that it was as if he were pouring nectar into the ears of, the all, of all present there. After hearing such sweet words from Krishna, who will not be attracted to him? Krishna speaks speech, which contains all good qualities in the universe, is described in the following statement by Uddhava. The words of Krishna are so attractive that they can immediately change the heart of even his opponent. His words can immediately solve all, all of the questions and problems of the world, Although he does not speak very long, each and every word from his mouth contains volumes of meaning. These speeches of Krishna are very pleasing to my heart. Yeah. So the Bhagavad Gita is one of these speeches. Uh, the Uddhava Gita is another one of these speeches. Uh, so the Bhagavad Gita has, has many essential answers. Uh, the first thing is that we are seeing that Arjuna is overwhelmed on a battlefield, and there's a situation which is um, very difficult, uh, very difficult because the uh, because the uh, yeah, Arjuna's family is being threatened, uh, the, the family is divided over the two armies. So, Arjuna is in a, in a crisis, seeing the impending death in the family. Uh, that is too much for him. Arjuna becomes overwhelmed. So, it is a very interesting book that begins in such a state, in a state of personal crisis, and then comes with a solution. And the solution is, first of all, to not identify with the body and therefore to not be attached with all the things that are related to the body, and then to see oneself as the eternal servant of Krishna, Uh, and then automatically uh, one becomes blissful. Whatever is related to the body is not related to us, and therefore is not so important, whereas whatever is related to Krishna, uh, that is what matters. So, in this way, we want to uh, prepare ourselves for jhamastuni and say, tomorrow, only Krishna. If you have to work, all right, but then when as soon as you leave work, only Krishna, only Krishna, nothing else. Tomorrow, just serving Krishna. That is jhamastuni. And if we do so, then this gemastomy will give us a great, great boost, a great, great boost. So I thank you very, very much. Um, I am looking forward to meet you again tomorrow. Um, I will begin uh, with a lecture in the the morning in Radhidesh. The lecture will start... A bit later, uh, let me just see it than usual. It starts at 8.30, right? So at 8.30 in the morning, you can catch me on Mayapur TV at Radadesh. Then at this uh, same time as now, I will be doing uh, a stream, right? And... Uh, from 1 to 2 my own private stream at Media Kadambakanana, Swami Uh, then uh, at 4 o'clock there will be uh, on the Radhadesh Kirtan the Radhadesh Kirtan uh, we will be uh, 8.30 is not India is 3.5 hours ahead of, of us You can see that on the internet. If you want to know time differences, you look at the internet, don't ask. You have have internet, and you just Google that, it will give you the right answer. But India is three and a half hours ahead of Brussels. So 8.30 means 12 o'clock in India. Anyhow, so then uh, in the afternoon on the Radhadesh Kirtan page on Facebook, uh, and maybe some. I'll try and see if I can stream it on my own Facebook page. Uh, we will have a uh, a kirtan session for a few hours, and then uh, in the evening at 8:30 it will be a Zoom conference. I don't have the link as yet, but once I get the link, you can uh, you can send your. I, you can can send me a message, and I'll try and send it to you. Yes. So, and uh, you yeah, have to see. It depends whether I'll do the midnight kirtan or not. I'm not completely sure about that because in in Radha or oh my Poor TV, I may or may not. That we'll see again. Depends on on the crowd. If there's too much of a crowd, I will not do it. For mm. cool. What can we say? I try to, uh, to survive. So for the sake of being able to take care of my disciples for the years to come and to continue preaching in this world, and finish some books. So thank you. Hare Krishna. And have a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, and devotional service.